Neuromodulation Appropriateness Consensus Committee Guidelines Related to Dorsal Root Ganglion Stimulation by Christopher L. Netzel, MD, and Timothy R. Lubino, MD, Rush University Medical Center, Chicago, Illinois. Disclosures Dr. Lubinow has consulting agreements with Medtronic, Abbott, Boston Scientific Inc., Halyard Medical, and Flowonics. The realm of neuromodulation continues to grow both in its indications for use and the variety of therapies available. Dorsal root ganglion DRG stimulation represents a relatively new, more selective method of neuromodulation in the treatment of certain chronic pain states, especially those that respond suboptimally to traditional spinal cord stimulation, SCS. Providers, however, face learning curves with implantation technique, patient selection, and management of complications. In response, the Neuromodulation Appropriateness Consensus Committee, NACC, has published several documents designed to guide best practices related to neuromodulation. Its most recent publication is a set of guidelines specific to dorsal root ganglion stimulation that provide pain physicians with a prototypical model on how to rationally incorporate therapies such as spinal cord stimulation and dorsal root ganglion stimulation into clinical practice. Scientific Rationale for Dorsal Root Ganglion Neuromodulation The dorsal root ganglion houses a group of pseudo-unipolar afferent neurons, both somatic and sympathetic, residing under the pedicle in the epidural space. Rather than a passive facilitator, the dorsal root ganglion functions as an active relay terminal for all sensory information, blocking, propagating or filtering action potentials traveling from the periphery to the brain via the spinal cord, including sympathetic information. Furthermore, glial cells in the dorsal root ganglion and spinal cord itself likely play an integral role in synaptic neurotransmission. In neuropathic pain states, the dorsal root ganglion contributes to central sensitization by demonstrating hyperexcitability and generating spontaneous ectopic action potentials from the cell bodies of damaged peripheral nerves. This information is transmitted to neurons with a wide dynamic range within the dorsal horn of the spinal cord leading to wind-up and central sensitization. In addition, Abnormal firing of sympathetic neurons within the dorsal root ganglion can propagate a cycle of pathologic autonomic reflex arcs, clinically leading to some of the pseudomotor and vasomotor signs seen in pain disorders such as complex regional pain syndrome. That physiologic foundation has led clinicians to begin using dorsal root ganglion neuromodulation primarily for the treatment of focal neuropathic pain disorders that have an identified pathology, as well as for some mixed neuropathic and nociceptive pain states. Interestingly, the dorsal root ganglion demonstrates a somatosensory distribution that may overlap several dermatomes. In this way, stimulating the dorsal root ganglion located at one level may affect that specific dermatome as well as the levels adjacent to it. This increases the number of lead configurations that may be effective for any given pain pattern. 
Dorsal root ganglions benefits over spinal cord stimulation. Stimulating the dorsal root ganglion rather than the dorsal columns for the treatment of chronic pain confers several important benefits. First, relatively little cerebrospinal fluid surrounds the dorsal root ganglion, resulting in less current dispersion during electrical stimulation. This allows amplitudes typically less than 1 milliamp and pulse widths of less than 200 to 300 microseconds to be used effectively, compared with much higher energy requirements seen in conventional spinal cord stimulation. Reducing or eliminating the need for recharging of the implantable pulse generator, IPG. Second, this property allows for paresthesia-free stimulation, which most patients prefer, and likely acts by a mechanism distinct from traditional tonic spinal cord stimulation. Third, stimulating the dorsal root ganglion specifically targets the sensory afferent neurons and spares the motor efferent neurons, providing a more specific pattern of neuromodulation compared with spinal cord stimulation. Keys to Successful Implantation the physician implanting spinal cord stimulation stimulators should ideally have undergone training in a recognized, appropriately credentialed, high-volume center and performed a minimum of 10 cases as the primary implanter. This same requirement should ideally be applied to dorsal root ganglion stimulation, since dorsal root ganglion implantation is technically more challenging than conventional spinal cord stimulation. In addition, the Food and Drug Administration mandated that providers complete a specific training course sponsored by Abbott and proctored by leaders in the field of neuromodulation prior to implanting in clinical practice. Proper epidural needle positioning strongly predicts the ease and accuracy with which pain physicians implant dorsal root ganglion leads. Specifically, the proceduralist should position the needle such that the introducer enters the epidural space near the midline with insertion of the lead into the dorsal superior aspect of the neural foramen. Most practitioners make superior and inferior S-shaped tension relief loops within the epidural space to buffer against lead migration that may occur with patient movement rather than using an anchoring device. Additional tension relief loops should be made in the subcutaneous tissue to further minimize the potential for lead migration. The number of leads indicated will vary by pain pattern. However, the IPG can accommodate a maximum of four leads. As with traditional spinal cord stimulation, the Neuromodulation Appropriateness Consensus Committee recommended creating the IPG pocket in the posterolateral flank or buttock ipsilateral to the needle entry site for the leads. If applied thoughtfully, dorsal root ganglion stimulation can positively affect the lives of some of the most challenging patients who present to pain clinics worldwide. However, until recently, a coherent framework for how new and existing neuromodulatory therapies might be intelligently implemented into clinical practice did not exist. The Neuromodulation Appropriateness Consensus Committee integrated the best available data with expert consensus distilled into a concise summary of recommendations.
In addition to the most recent installation specific to dorsal root ganglion neurostimulation, the Neuromodulation Appropriateness Consensus Committee published several sets of guidelines addressing topics such as prevention and management of infection, bleeding, and neurologic injury related to neuromodulation that can and should be applied to the implantation of dorsal root ganglion stimulators. The indications for neuromodulation are growing at an incredibly rapid pace, and using the Neuromodulation Appropriateness Consensus Committee model to implement those therapies represents a significant boon to young and experienced pain physicians alike.